0: Pete Davies, a hero to me, was there on the day of my accident and helped me out when I snowballed off a cliff and broke my back. He helped rescue me and showed bravery and courage in the face of disaster. We discussed the events from that day as they unfolded for Pete on a podcast recorded a few years after my accident. Today, Pete has some wonderful insights and we reflect on the roller coaster of life and discuss how life has continued for us both since that last podcast. Yeah, thank Pete you Davies. Um, so how's life been since... Uh since, since then, you know, since the last podcast, you know, like, what's been going on? Oh, it's been busy. I uh, So I was living in
1: Morzine at the time, um, well, at the time of the accident, and then I think when we did the last podcast, I'd moved to Exeter, I must have been there for a couple of years. Um, I've now been there for five years, and thinking about moving away from Exeter again, I've had an awesome time, uh, it's a lovely place, but, you know, I'm looking at new jobs, thinking of maybe even moving across the world, living in Australia and stuff, so... Uh, ready to open a new chapter it 's exciting
0: times that 's awesome, man. Tell me more <laughs> about uh this new chapter of your life and how it's and how it 's come about
1: um, so basically wanted some change about six months ago, I broke up with uh, a long term partner and uh, i've been sort of cruising through ever since, but life in exeter isn't the same isn 't what it was uh, so I started thinking what sort of change can I have and uh, I was speaking with an old an old boss actually from one of my last jobs and he was like, oh you can come work for us and I said that sounds a bit samey and he said well you can work for us in Australia so I said that is a change (laughs) and yeah I think it would be nice to have like a little bit of a career shift like something new on the the day job but also reignite some adventure into
0: life and move to the other side of the world and see what's kicking over there nice (laughs) man that sounds awesome like sometimes life throws you a curveball and there's always there always seems to be a silver lining you know so who knows what's going to happen in Australia, but uh, I, I guess you're really excited to go. I am, yeah, slowly. I literally signed uh, the
1: contract to take me to Australia like four hours ago, so <laughs> it's fresh. The excitement that will hopefully
0: build. That's, that's, that's what's going to come. So I'm excited for the excitement. And whereabouts in Australia are you going to go? Melbourne. Nice. Have yeah. you been to Melbourne before? Nope.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard good things. It's supposed to be a cool city. Um, it's a bit more temperate. You know, Sydney's Sydney's the big one that loads of people like going to. But at the end of the day, I am ginger. And, like, <laughs> it's the summer in Sydney would just make me nervous. <laughs> so, yeah, well... No, it's, it's not that bad. But, uh, yeah, Melbourne's supposed to be pretty good. A little bit, little bit hotter than the UK. Nice, yeah. sweet spot. Uh, good food, good culture. Not far from the sea. Everything you want from an Australian city.
0: You know what? Melbourne is the most... Similar place that I went to in Australia that is similar to England. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm, I wonder. (laughs) Different. There's a place called St Kilda, which Mm. is very British ish. Mm. Because, uh, and also in Melbourne, they say there's four seasons in a day. The weather is really weird. Or my experience of it was, it Mm. seems pretty congruent with people that live there. But yeah, other parts of Australia are like very. Australia's enormous like it's like yeah. the size of Europe.
1: Pretty
0: people place. forget you know yeah. it takes five hours to fly from Perth to Melbourne you yeah. know? and you know, that's like from here to uh you know rush Russia you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh yeah it, it's it's wild, but uh yeah that place it, uh, Melbourne it was certainly wasn't tr- what you traditionally think of as Australia hmm. um. From, from my experience it was good though like fun people fun times nice. I enjoyed it yeah
1: stuff to look forward to like as you can tell I haven't done like huge amounts of research yet I think just the concept was enough to get me on board at this stage and yeah. slowly I'll have to speak to some more people get some more ideas and that'll be exciting that'll be good nice uh, man it's still like maybe six months until I go so i got some time
0: nice nice Mm <laughs> cool man. Yeah, big move to Australia. So everything happens for a reason, you know? Hopefully so. Hopefully mm. so. You know,
1: like the curveballs that, like you say, that, that came forward, like the breakup that I had was pretty unexpected from my part. Uh, so that was a shock to the system. It's taken me, it still is taking me time to adjust to that. And mm. so it's quite a weird experience being like, right, I need to do something. I need to I don't know, move on or change or whatever it is you might be looking for. But you don't really know what that is until it comes along, and this feels like a really cool opportunity. There's loads of positive, mm. like thoughts I have surrounding it, and being like, oh, "I could do this, I could do that, it could turn into this, it could turn into that." And so, I spent the last six months being like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do?" I'm sort of sat around wondering. So now, this is like feels
0: like a good option, absolutely, good fork in the road. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you say the. Um The breakup blindsided you a little bit. You didn't see it coming. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hard time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like one of the worst I can remember. (laughs) The last six months, uh, some very low times for sure. Um, Just, I thought, you know, you think you have it all figured out. And uh, I sort of planned my life around this. And for the first time in my life, I didn't have this... I guess like textbook, oh okay, I'm gonna be with someone for a long time, get married, have kids, etc. Like whilst that's might sound mundane to some people, that's a sort of formula that I was following and that I can throw all the other stuff in that makes life exciting, adventures, the people, etcetera. But that was the formula that was I was sticking to when it was working mm. and uh the rug got pulled out from underneath my feet and I've had to hit the reset button. And it's difficult to do that when I, like literally so many of my friends are still in these long-term relationships and following that formula and that pathway. And I've realized that I'm no longer on it. Probably I'll, you know, I'll find it again if that's what I want to do or if that's what the, the path that's meant for me, but not being on that path when you would really set your ways to, to do that was quite a weird adjustment and still is. So there's been low times like trying to get through that and like the circumstances, but mm. I think, one of the key things that I've identified in the past few months that's really helped is just looking forwards. If I look backwards, I get bitter, angry, sad, whatever you want to say about it. Um, but I can't change what's happened. And so looking forwards is just a much better way. You know, If I wake up and I start to feel negative thoughts coming, then I'll be like, well, that's happened. Can't do anything about it.
0: Let's look forward. Absolutely, man. Did you have uh, similar friendship groups?
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah, the same friendship yeah. groups so actually like the the friendship groups in exeter that we were hanging out with have been sort of torn down the middle basically and mm-hmm. that a lot of the people i would have like lent on for support uh mm-hmm. were just no longer available to me um or were just like actively
0: hanging out with um my ex-girlfriend mm, yeah that must be really hard um although wildly different i certainly can relate to having a plan for the mm. future that didn't involve <laughs> yeah. certain accidents uh, yeah. certain things blindsiding me yeah. uh, namely you know the day that we spent together up up on the upon the mountain mm-hmm. there i've often thought that because you were there that day do you ever use that day to give you perspective on on life's you know roller coaster do you ever think oh goodness me like that wasn't what i planned but you know uh, good things might come of this you know yeah, I do, I do. And like a lot of what
1: uh, you've been up to since that day and you know, this podcast and the channel and like how how different your life looks uh, in many ways to how it did before is, uh, I do reflect on that because to someone like, I pride myself on being very active. I love fitness and sport and activities um, as much as you did um, before you were in a wheelchair. And uh, when I when I have these moments where I'm like, oh shit, like, this is really rubbish I actually lean on that and be like well actually the one of the most traumatic things I can imagine happening to me would be losing the use of my legs and that's probably again similar to you but you've come out stronger the other side and like watching that happen to you and you going through the lowest moments in your life and then coming out even stronger I'm like yeah it's in it sort of provides me with hope and inspiration in that Literally, I've seen somebody have the worst thing they could imagine happen to them and come out stronger the other side. And that provides me with a little bit of push to, to believe that just getting dumped, at least, like, surely if Freddo can handle <laughs> falling off a cliff, I can surely handle getting dumped. So, so that's that's quite helpful.
0: Good, man. That's nice. Yeah. I remember you saying at dinner the other night that you were reluctant to identify as a skier mm. because of my previous identity as a snowboarder I wondered if you could expand on that because I wanted to ask you more about that at dinner and uh, I think this is a great opportunity now
1: yeah yeah it's um this is something I've learned directly from you as well um in that I think it's easy if somebody says tell us about yourself or like who are you Pete what's your identity I would probably um you know a couple of years ago have said oh I'm a I'm a skier and a runner and
0: um I guitar like, player a like, <laughs> well
1: that's you know that's a nice one to lean on but like um it was I was I th- yeah just like identifying as my activities type thing mm. um and I've realized it's it's so easy to be stripped of that and whilst these are great things to add into your life to like try and make it more wholesome or fun I guess like I do I still love skiing do loads of skiing loads of running and whatever else sports because they're fun and I will always do them as long as I'm, I can but I don't think I want them to be my identity I just want them to be part of the padding that I use in life to make mm. life more fun or something I can do to like stay healthy um but like my identity should be more based around probably like people my people like people interactions I mm. would say what do I do for others what do others do for me how does that mean you can build community how does that mean you can build friendships or strengthen family relations all this sort of thing um so yeah that was and that that was something I learned directly from you and your podcast and you thinking about well you used to identify as Freddo the snowboarder mountain biker and that was taken away from you in an instant and you were one day faced with well what what is my identity Mm. and you realized it's so much more than that and I thought why should I like sitting around and, and wait for something bad to happen? There will be a day where I can't ski as much, or like God forbid, something happens that means I can't do it like overnight. And I don't. I think you can be better, better prepared for these things and ensure you have like a more wholesome approach to to life at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's super lovely, man. That's really lovely. It's nice to hear that like so many positive things have come from my accident. You know what I mean, <laughs> I certainly think there is. Always a silver lining in things that happen, uh, and it's it's wonderful, especially to have like like a gratitude practice. Like me, I'm always mm. grateful. Like, yes, I lost the use of my legs, but then I see people that have lost the use of their arms, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, that's so amazing that I can still play the guitar and mm. I can still, uh, you know, go to the gym and lift weights, and I can still, you know, I've got my upper body, and and my you know, I see someone in the rehab center with a traumatic brain injury, and I'm like, wow, at least I've got my my wits about me, and mm. I can speak and you know it's 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 always something to be grateful for and it's almost like um what can i say so like so something happened recently my girlfriend's car got hit by another car it was quite a dramatic uh, car crash outside her apartment and no one was in it uh it was a parked car and a drunk driver came down smashed into her car completely writing it off and the van parked next to it and i immediately i was like well no one's been hurt like you know like some, we could be grieving right now. There's flashing blue lights. We're not. We're somewhere we're not supposed to be. We're out in the cold, you know. We we were just in the shower, you know, and now we're outside. It's midnight. There's flashing blue lights in the road, but no one's crying. No one's bleeding. You know, like, you know, what if the dog had run out in the road? What if a neighbor had been hit? God forbid. What if I had been hit or or Chris had been hit? Uh, we would consider our prayers answered just to be in this situation right now, yeah. where it's just property damage. So I was through the hindsight window immediately. However, Chris, her car had just been written off, so she was still grieving the loss of her of her vehicle. And I was like, I think I was there was a danger of me being a little bit too positive in the face of adversity. I was like, Hey, don't worry about it. Like, you know, at least we're all alive. And I think there was a little time, like a window, I could have given her to grieve a little bit more and yeah. let her get there herself. Yeah. But for me, I think I was just immediately like, Hey, this could have been so much worse. Mm. You know. I think sometimes of the worst case scenarios that haven't happened are such a beautiful reframe to make Mm. the present situation seem like very acceptable yeah yeah I think something that I want to drill down into there is
1: the pace at which you're able to switch your mindset or just like see the positives and things and I think maybe that's something because of the extreme trauma that you've experienced um, and the way you've had to retrain how you think and how you approach certain situations that you're able to see a situation, and and it's almost like a reflex for you now to see the positives. Um, and I think maybe the like if people haven't been through as much trauma or haven't um, gone through the same processes to create positivity in their lives, then that process of going from this is the worst thing in the world to oh, actually good can come from this. It must be it must be quite a spectrum. In the in in the worst case scenario, you have people who just will never see the positives from it. And they'll just be like, that was the worst thing ever. And I'm bitter and angry about it. But then there'll be people who will, will get there eventually, but it might take them a year, or a couple of years. Mm. And then there's people who might take a few months because they're more used to these things. And I think because, uh, yeah, like I say, because of what you've been through and the way that you approach life now, it seems as though you can jump straight to the positivity. So. And like, it's, you know, Chris sounds, you know, I met her the other day and she seems like a super awesome, positive person. Um, but it just takes a little bit of time quite often people just need to feel that apprehension just for a moment. Just Mm. like, this is a really shit situation before then being like, well, it is shit, but it could be so much shitter.
0: Of course. I I was doing a lot of journaling about it as well. It certainly helped that it wasn't my car. You know, know, if it was my car, maybe it would have taken me a little bit longer to get through the hindsight window and be like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. the guy, you know, the guy's insured, yeah. You know, he's he's alive, It's you know everything's fine, like, we're going to get there eventually. Mm. But that uncertainty of, like, Chris being like, oh, how am I going to get to work? Mm. You know, I'll be like, oh, it's okay, like, we can share the car, I, I can take you to work, you know, that it, it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I think you're right, it may have a lot to do with the trauma that I've faced in the past, but I think it's a lot more to do with the work I've done since then. Like, struggle makes you stronger. And where you when you've hit rock bottom, when you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I can't use my legs, you know, and then you go to the deepest, darkest depression of suicidal thoughts, and then you come out the other side and you're like, well, you know, if no one's hurt, you know, it, I, yeah. And also, I think having a gratitude practice and listening to a lot of Sam Harris as well, like a lot of beautiful talks about gratitude and, mm. you know, like when you were saying... Uh, earlier on about skiing, like uh, you never know when you're going to do something for the last time. Like it's it's interesting. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. know the last time I was going to ride a bike would be the last time I ride a bike. But you don't know. Even if you never have an accident, you might move to Australia, and you never know what's going to happen. See, so <laughs> this week might be the last time you ski. It could. You don't know, right? It could be. You, my point is, you have to embrace the unknown. Life can be so unpredictable, and that's why every time you do something, you need to savor it a little bit just be like shit this could be the last time I ever ski if this w-. sometimes people mm. can ski and they'll be dimly aware that this could be the last ever time mm. that they put their on they, they put on their ski boots you know yeah yeah fully right
1: and and this this concept of gratitude is like well the concept of gratitude is not new to me but um being more routine with just expressing gratitude for things uh is something that i've learned from you and like Obviously, going, going through hard times myself, you start to th- like just look up things. You're like, okay, how can I deal with this better? So gratitude is one of them. Another one, I don't know if I, can't, if I found this online or if it's just something I forced upon myself. was just like, if, you can't, if you're not happy about your situation and you're not looking forward to next week or whatever, just try and enjoy today. Just try and get through today and be like, what is it you're looking forward to today? Oh, I've got a lunch with a mate. And then this evening, I'm going to see that film that I really wanted to see that's great. I'm going to lean on that. That's what I'm really pleased about today. And I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. And that, yeah, that clearly links with what you were saying about just, just be in a moment a little bit more and it's probably going to help.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful, man. And sometimes it's a lot easier said than done, especially like I say, if it was my car, it would be probably harder to get there so quickly. Mm. But sometimes I do think that you have a choice in how you feel. Mm. Like for example, I could have something bad happen to me. Like, uh, I'll lose some money. Or something, uh, you know. I'll, no. I don't know, and I'll be like, "Oh well, I lost fifty euros." i be like, "I could lose fifty euros and have the hump, mm. or I could lose fifty euros and maintain my inner peace. Either way, I've lost fifty euros. You know, <laughs> so you've got a choice. <laughs> Can't change that. Can't change that. Yeah. But you can 50's cho- gone. But you can choose how you feel, and yeah. it's interesting. Like, it is a choice. It, sometimes mm. it's very very hard, but it is a choice, and sometimes yeah. you have to allow some grieving as well, yeah. allow some emotion out if, yeah. if that's if that's necessary. But ultimately, you know, you can choose a lot yeah. of the time yeah. how happy and, you are, and like understanding your own process to go
1: through that. So I have a friend who um, he was just telling me the story the other day how he was he was pissed off about something. He was out on a holiday with his girlfriend, and I don't know what maybe they lost fifty euros <laughs> maybe like, or they had a, a shit experience. And his, his girlfriend was trying to be like really upbeat and just be like, oh, it's fine, like, we'll make it better. It's all gonna be good. And whilst that was great from her, he eventually just had to say, look, I wanna be pissed off. I'm gonna be pissed off for half an hour and then we're gonna be okay. Mm. So don't try and change it. And she was like, oh, okay. So he was pissed off for half an hour. He allowed himself to be grumpy and grumble. And then and then he just like was like, fine, I've done that. And he was able to be positive afterwards. And he, he has the self-awareness to know that that's his process. Mm. And I think that's really important because like you say, it's really easier said than done. Sometimes so I've like I say, I'm trying to develop these habits, gratitude, thinking positively, like looking forward to just the day. But if I wake up sometimes and I just feel like shit and I don't want I just like oh I don't want to be here, I don't want today to happen. I you know, I'm still you know, I'm not in the mood and I just think, Oh, can't we asked to feel positively and I don't want to do this, that and the other. But it's it's about going through your own process to just be like, right, so I've been here before, I felt shit before, what did I do, I started by just making myself a cup of coffee, then I'll feel a little bit better, then I might be able to actually embrace the, the concept of feeling positive for the rest of the day. And I think if you can develop these little processes, then
0: it makes it easier, because you're right, it's just so much easier said than done. 100% man, and I wouldn't want to, I want to be clear, you can't deny yourself the feelings that you have. Um you can't yeah, just be happy about it. You know, every, every cloud's got a silver lining. It's not that helpful sometimes, you know, sometimes <laughs> you're like, I'm yeah, bugger is. off. I want to be grumpy about this. My car yeah. just got smashed into. Yeah. All right. I'm not there yet. Just let me be <laughs> pissed off. I need to cry. You yeah. know, um, Yeah. my friend Benji said it was, it was analogous to he's, he's around a two year old at the moment uh, and she's learning to walk. And sometimes people have different reactions to when she falls over. Sometimes they're like, oh, oopsie daisy. Get back up, or like, oh, don't cry. And when you say to someone, "Don't cry," you're sort of telling them how to feel. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the the stoic dad could be like, "Oh, you're good." You know, like it's uh, it could be loads of different reactions. Yeah. And and this child is still learning about the world and being told how to feel about something. And and I get it, you know. So I, I wouldn't say you know neglect your your feelings. Like you should mm. feel it, but I guess you can choose how long mm. to stay upset for. Like you can't. You know, you could be upset about something for a reasonable amount of time, but you could also, you know, dwell on it a bit, mm. um, which some people do. And some people, again, I think it's a lot to do with like habits, like habit forming. Like I've got uh, journals full of gratitude, yeah. uh, like a gratitude practice I do every day. So i have like habit stacking gratitude every day, so, which gives yeah. me a, an attitude of gratitude. Whereas some people complain a lot and they sort of have that muscle memory of just complaining and seeing the, instead of seeing the gratitude in life, they see the, they yeah. see the, the downside in life and that's that's a, another reaffirming habit of just seeing the negative yeah. in life and you, I mean we all know someone that just complains a lot you know and they're just a bit of a buzzkill, you know a bit of a vibe sniper they just yeah. they're not very uh, pleasant to be around and yeah I like to live life on the other end of the spectrum and I think it's possible yeah
1: for sure for sure you read my mind in terms of that habitual thinking something that um, so have you I've come across the word um, ruminating yeah. I like seemingly common word. I hadn't come across it until, I don't know, six months ago. And I was, I was like, ruminating, what does that mean? Oh, it means to go over things over and over again mm. without any actual change in circumstances or facts or something along those lines. And I was just like, yeah, I do that a lot. Mm. <laughs> and, and I realized, and so there, and I was just like, right, New Year's resolution, just ruminate less, you know, mm. or like, allow yourself time to do it. So if there's something that's bothering you or something that's going around around your mind, it's probably inevitable that you're going to think about it. Yeah. But you can be like, right, if that thing's going to be going around in my mind, I'm going to do it first thing this morning or I'm going to do it this afternoon. But that is my allocated time for ruminating, and the rest of the time, I'm going to feel positively. I'm going to think about other things. Yeah. And I think that again, like these are you need like this stack of habits in my in my minimal experience. You need the full stack because like nine times out of ten, you're not going to want to feel like doing them. But that, that that tenth one, you're like, oh, that one is going to work for me today. And so this is just another one of like, okay, don't ruminate on these things. It's going to be, I'll do an hour later. But and it's it's habitual, isn't it? Just be like, the less you ruminate, you'll get into a cycle of just not
0: doing it less, and hopefully you can wean it off. Exactly, man. It's like you said, putting in the reps. It's like that's <laughs> like muscle memory. Something that I've listened to. I think a lot of the things that I say are like parroted from. Uh, from talks that I've listened to. Uh, I think that's that's wonderful, just passing on the knowledge. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's come from my own wisdom. I'm just, you know, but wherever it's come from, uh, there's an app that I really like. It's called Waking Up and you can get it for free. It's uh, it's really lovely. It's, it's it's Sam Harris and he does guided meditations all the time. And he has these wonderful talks. Like he says, like you can't stay angry for very long without keep reigniting your anger by thinking about stuff. And there was a beautiful example of this where, Last summer, I kept going to the swimming pool. And every time I got there, there'd be someone in the disabled changing rooms that wasn't supposed to be in there. And I was like, oh, God damn it. And I was, and every time they'd come out, I'd give them the you know, the mean look. And I'd be like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be in there. And they'd be like, oh, sorry. Um, and I'd be like, yeah, well, you know. Um, and then I'd find myself in the swimming pool, like half an hour later. And I'd be like, I'd be thinking about the person who was in the changing rooms. And I'm like every time I go for a swim like nine times out of ten there is someone in the changing room and nine times out of ten I'm ruining my own swim and it's not their fault it's my fault because I'm ruminating in the swimming pool and I'm reigniting my anger like every you know I'll be like oh swimming swimming oh that idiot in the changing room I can't (laughs) believe it he looks so smug and then I was like oh and then I like and then I keep thinking about it so I'm reigniting that angry thought And then I'm like, I'm ruining my my own... I I have to take responsibility for this. Like, it's not them that's making me angry, it's me. So I remember thinking, right, I'm making a change now. Every time I go to the swimming pool and there's someone in the disabled changing rooms, I'm not going to get annoyed. I'm just going to accept that it's a a place for disabled people. But, you know, sometimes other people use it. And with that reframe, and people come out and they're like, oh, sorry, but no worries. Have a lovely day, you know? Like, what would love do, you know? (laughs) Bless you, you know, on your way. That's wonderful. And some people might say, some people might disagree with that. You know, a lot of people, like disability advocates, might say, "Oh no, you've got to tell them off." But for my own peace of mind, yeah. I let it go, yeah. and my swim, and my swimming became really peaceful. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm just gonna, just gonna let it go, man." You and are, I, you are wise beyond your years. <laughs> in that, that you're, you're so
1: right in that. Um, you're just, it's self deprivation isn't it just being like I'm gonna be annoyed about this and it's just gonna come back and you just you could choose which way to see it and you opted for the the path of least resistance
0: I guess so yeah I, I just I just like kept doing it I was just like why am I just angry every time I'm swimming I'm like oh it's, it's especially me. when you
1: know it's gonna happen yeah and you're
0: like you know what there's probably
1: gonna be someone in that changing room and so you can prepare yourself for it yeah and you're like either I'm gonna be annoyed about this or I'm just gonna let it happen and and like, allow myself to think positively.
0: Exactly, man. Put down the magnifying glass. Pick up the mirror. Like, who is really <laughs> making you angry? You know, I think it's. I think I, I am just causing my own misery. It's a I shame
1: think... that that person was there to trigger it. As in, like, to, it's like the temptation. I'm sure there's a fairy tale about somebody witches tempting children with treats or whatever. <laughs> and like, <laughs> that person was placed in front of you by the universe to like tempt you towards feeling frustrated or yeah. angry. But you, you've managed to navigate away from it.
0: It's just like pattern recognition, you know? Yeah. Just like, oh, every time I go swimming, I'm annoyed. Why is it? Oh, is it actually because of the people? And then when you break it down, oh, it's, I, I could probably take responsibility for this, even mm. though perhaps, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's not your fault. I'm like, mm. Well, I don't know. You know? It's true. can't control other people. Yeah, you can't control other people. You can only control your reaction to them. Uh, I, ju- I had made a piece of artwork about that a long time ago, uh, and I remember thinking, "Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the only thing you can control is your reaction." Yeah. Um, so, take what's in your power, change what you can, and let go of what you can't. Yeah. Mm. Wise words. Wise words. Do you
1: feel like that's? I don't know. There's there's um, some version of that that you've applied since your accident. That's like you can't control what's happened. And you were, you were having to react to this situation that, that you had put in. And it's like a really extreme version of it. And like, either I can react poorly and be resentful of the fact that I'm now in a wheelchair and think that I've been like super unlucky and why have I been so unlucky and not someone else or whatever, and you, you've opted. But well, I can control how I feel about this, so I'm going to feel more positively.
0: Yeah, I think it was more to do with focus on the things that you can do rather than on the things that you can't. Because there's loads of things that I can't do. You know, loads of things <laughs> that, I, that I could do before that I can't do now. Yeah. Very simple things. Um, like sometimes, you know, you think that I would probably miss snowboarding mm. or miss mountain biking, which of course I do. But sometimes I'll see someone just stretch their legs in a certain way and I'll be like, oh. <laughs> My legs get really tight with the, with the spasticity. and I'd be like, oh, I'd love to do that. Just that simple movement. Mm. Or just when they wiggle their toes, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I'd love to do that. You know? yeah. But yeah, so there are lots of things that I could focus on that I can't do. And of course, that's natural when it first happens. You know, I'm not like through the hindsight window and be like, hey, at least I got my hands. Like, of course, you grieve for a long time that the loss of the limbs that you can't move. But after a while, especially with a gratitude practice, I really focus on the things that I can do. Like, and, and that, what, what can I do? I can still make people laugh. You know, I can still make funny pictures, artwork. Yeah. I can still make podcasts I can still share stories I can still h- enjoy friendships you know I can yeah you know, I guess it almost also focused on being less of a hedonistic treadmill of like what can I do next to bring myself immense pleasure it's yeah. so like well what can I do for other people and you know how can I interact with people in a more beautiful way where I can give them uh, I can you know just do things for people you know and yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. You've just you talking through that has just reminded me of another nugget that I stumbled across um, in the not too distant past, which is like when yeah when when things aren't going your way um, or whatever, it's really easy to just like go into this cycle of thinking about yourself and being like, why is it not going my way? Why? How can I do to change this? What can I control? What can I do? What can't I do? And there's so much like me and I in there, and I realized. Uh, and I often forget, to be honest, but like, it's good to have these conversations to remind yourself. The more you just look outward and you look at others, then it just relieves so much of the pressure and and it feels so much nicer. When you're just like, okay, I'm just going to stop thinking about me and I, and I'm just going to be like, what does mum want from, like, what, what can I do for my mum this week? Because I'm seeing her on the weekend or like, oh, that mate who was having a bad time last week what can I do for them and it's all of a sudden you're just not concerned with yourself like it just it feels a bit more irrelevant and you're like oh well none of those troubles that I had have necessarily gone away but I'm just not thinking about them because it's easier and nicer for everyone if I think about that person mm. and so the more you just think about others it seems to relieve a lot of the pressure and then you come back to yourself because um, you know everyone needs to take care of themselves and you can often find that those difficult feelings have subsided mm. a little bit so
0: That's really lovely, man. Yeah. Uh, They say that the best way to make yourself happy is to make someone else happy. I heard this really weird study that if someone gave you a massage voucher and you gave that massage voucher to someone else, it would feel better than getting the massage, (laughs) which is so weird. But apparently it's true. It's, you know, science. That's going to be really hard for me to to do because I've literally never had a
1: professional massage yeah so the, the day that somebody gives me a massage voucher for a pro massage i'm just gonna have to be like that's great i've never had one of those here you go <laughs> give it away apparently according to science this is gonna make me feel really good
0: uh yeah well i mean there's probably limits you know you have to you have to look after yourself as well but yeah it's uh it's one of those things you know i, I think um a, a great example is, is this christmas i've been meaning to do like loads of artwork. Hmm. Like I've, had, I've had, ideas for beautiful pieces of artwork to do. Um, for the last six months, I've wanted to paint them. But as soon as Christmas comes around and I've got a deadline and a an idea and a gift for someone, oh my God, my, my creativity flows. I painted lots of canvases. I painted one for Chris. I painted one for Benji. And it just all comes out of me in this beautiful, like, oh, amazing. Oh, this is so lovely. And then you give it away and it feels really lovely. Um, but for some reason, I can't seem to... I want to, like, fill my house with like beautiful artwork hmm. but i can't seem to find the motivation to paint the canvases for myself uh <laughs> rather than you know when i paint them for other people yeah that makes perfect sense if like if there's someone else involved then it,
1: the motivation just is like doubled or tripled isn't yeah it? And the, the the thought of just i don't know making lifting someone else's day is is weird how that's more motivational than doing something for yourself isn't it mm. i don't know what is that human nature is that what is that Um, but it's nice it is good. to spark you into action it is
0: this has been a lovely conversation Pete Uh, I really want to thank you so much for for coming on the podcast before we end uh, I just wanted to ask you is there any little anecdotes of that day where we had you know the accident that we maybe missed on the first podcast I'm not sure if you can think of anything but so I I
1: was going over the day I, I don't think there's anything that we didn't discuss already in terms of like memories from the day, but there was something that I thought about and it actually relates quite nicely to what we've been talking about today and like trying to draw positivity from things in, in the face of adversity. And I think on the day there was my mindset in those moments when you were like in so much pain and you were conscious and you were yelling, I can't feel my legs and you were yelling just out in pain just making noises and I just remember in that moment you fear the worst and as I mentioned earlier like one of the worst things I can imagine happening to me literally in life um, would be to lose the use of my legs and I think you you were in the same position and there we were being like oh my god this might have actually happened but in that moment I was not I was just trying to think positively and I was like well it it also could not have happened and we just need to get through this situation so I remember like holding your hands and being like you can squeeze that so hard as you like mate <laughs> just like squeeze the hand and you're like I can't feel my legs what's going on and I was like we don't we don't know yet you know we haven't established the facts we're going to wait for people to get here we're going to get you off the hill like we're both conscious you had your helmet on, <laughs> always wear a helmet, yeah. and you know you're conscious, you were talking, you, you didn't look like you had any brain damage at that point, and so it was like, that's great, we're both conscious. Um, we don't know if you've lost the use of your legs yet, but we do know that there's some peace on the way and we're going to get you off the hill. And it was just like focusing on the, small, the smallest possible positives that I could find at the time, even though I was terrified mm. that the, the truth was that you, you might not be able to use your legs anymore. But it wasn't, it wasn't like what I wanted to focus on in the, in the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, that was just a, a thought process that I had on the day that sort of sticks with me and I think it maybe relates in a funny sort of way to what we spoke about
0: today. Do you think that that sticks with you at all, like when you face situations now? To an
1: extent, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I wonder how much of that was like adrenaline and mm. just reaction because uh, when you, you don't have any other choice but to, to do that... Um, Whereas, you know, g- going through other tough times, shit day when your car gets smashed up or you get dumped, mm. you you do, realistically you do have more time to like sit and have a cup of tea and mull <laughs> things over ultimately, don't yeah. you? Um, so there's less pressure to, to choose a reaction and go with it right there and then. Mm. Uh, but it is something to lean on for sure. Like something that I'll hopefully maybe lean on more yeah. in terms of like, look, if I have to just choose something right now and go with it, what's it going to be? Is it going to be positivity or am I just going to break down and be like, Fredo, I think you might have lost the use of your legs. I don't know mm. what to do about that. Or yeah. do you just focus on
0: the positives and go step by step? It's hard. Although I will say that you did a fantastic job. And weirdly enough, we got a comment on that old podcast today, and, uh, on the day that we're recording, from an emergency medic who said, as an untrained civilian, you did a remarkable job. And uh, And I feel like, like I said in the last podcast that we did together, I'm not sure I could have done the same for you as you done for me. <laughs> so it's lucky that I was the one that, that got I mean, injured. That's
1: very kind words from you and from that person who made the post. But I I think I disagree in that. I still believe I did what anyone would do. You know, I, I think it comes to people more naturally than they might think just mm. to have this reaction. And so I don't think I I am like particularly special or gifted in... Um, extreme scenarios, <laughs> and I just did what what comes naturally and and react as best you can. But I'm glad that some people seem to believe that is that those were the the good choices to be made.
0: Well, you'll always be a hero to me, man. <laughs> very kind. Thank and you so much for and everything, you, man. man. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast. And thanks obviously, thank you so much for you know five years ago for rescuing me off that cliff because you know it could have been a hell of a lot worse if you hadn't have done what you've done. So thanks. You're very welcome. Cool. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I thought I would include this post-amble that was captured while the mic was on as it does sum up how I currently feel about growing the podcast in a way that feels comfortable. Okay, I would love to have a larger audience, not for like an ego stroke, but just because I think the conversations that I have are probably mm. more relatable to a broader audience. Mm. But I'd like that to be a bit more generic. Um, and I'd like the the growth to align with my values. I heard this wonderful thing on um, on a newsletter recently of a guy who had a podcast, and he said 50% of new listeners to podcasts are due to word-of-mouth recommendations. Hmm. Um, so, you know, put aside all the algo-hacking, you know, clickbait thumbnails, or, like, trying to, you know, get in get the juicy titles and, you know, the keywords and the hashtags. If you just get your listeners to say, hey, if you really like this podcast, yeah. tell a friend about it, yeah. and, and, and they could listen to it. That's 50% of your podcast growth right that's there. true.
1: And so- that's, I mean, if ever you did feel like there was something particularly meaningful that you covered, that you just you just felt like you wanted to reach more people with it, then I wonder, would you feel weird about saying something like that at the end of the podcast and be like, guys, I think this is a really great episode, um, so on this one like maybe consider telling your friends about it even saying like that maybe sounds a bit weird but it
0: doesn't come easily but it does come more easily like I've spoken to Benji about it as well and and we said that does sound way more in line with our values Mm. than plastering it all over Instagram and and like stuff like that like even though that is a a way to grow the podcast I'd much rather be just have like a a little recording at the end being like oh hey guys if you really like this podcast share it with a friend because it's the best way to grow our little platform, and I think these sure. conversations are valuable to a broader audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, consider doing that. Yeah. That sounds good. That does sound good. I think it's a good way of doing it. Yeah. And like, it sounds
1: like it's an effective way to do things as well. So. I think
0: so. In other news, I have an upcoming podcast with Pete's friend Christian, which is definitely worth tuning into. So look out for that one, which will be released next week.
1: Christian cycled. Um, he got back about a year ago. But he spent 18 months cycling from the bottom of Patagonia up to the top of Alaska. No way. He cycled the whole way. Um, I should get him on the podcast. Yeah, you should.